Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson. And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. We are sharing something super special in today's episode. We're going to share the ideal end of the year checklist that will help save your sanity as the school year comes to a close. I'm laughing because if only you all could see (laughs) how many times we have had to record this little intro. We're in the struggle bus this morning. And when I say we, I really mean Bridget. But listen, I only had one (laughs) cup of coffee. And to be honest, Michelle like sends me a message at 8. Eight th- like eight o'clock saying I'm wide awake and I'm ready I'm like I literally just woke up <laughs> <laughs> which is rare because typically she's up way earlier than yes. me so she gets a pass I guess this one time <laughs> before we jump too far into the episode let's hear a TSH from Elvira Elvira says her time sucking hurdle is lots of administrative work for stuff that's ruining my creativity. I have no time to be a teacher because I have to finish paperwork for administration. You know, I think this time of the year can be really overwhelming with all of those little side tasks that we have to get done. And I completely agree that we lose a lot of what feels like just being a teacher because of these tasks. I think the important thing to remember is that you have to have a plan. I know for us, we always get a packet of papers that we have to complete at the end of the year. Now, we have not gotten it yet, but I dread it every year. The reality is we know that these tasks are coming, which means we can plan ahead. And then it feels a lot less daunting if we work on those tasks a little bit at a time. So we're going to go through some of those things that you could do in advance in today's episode to help your end of the year feel just a little bit less overwhelming. So as you all hopefully know, our digital planners for the 2021-2022 school year have officially launched. They are up in our store. Today, you're going to get a little behind the scenes look at one of our favorite elements of the digital planners. That's the checklists. Oh, y'all know we love a good checklist or two or three or five. And we are going to go through our end of the year checklist with you in today's episode. So you're going to get kind of that behind the scenes look, as Bridget said. And we're going to give you little tips and tricks for how to efficiently complete all of the items. So The end of the year checklist is broken into really big categories. And within these really big categories, there are lots of little moving parts. And so what we're going to do today is break down these big categories for you. And the first one is before students leave. Now, you have to have a plan really set ahead for these kids. Um, And so when you're thinking about before students leave, you are essentially trying to consider what do I need to get done before the students leave my classroom that either involve them or quite possibly could get them involved in helping you out a little bit. Yeah, those are some of my favorite things to do at the end of the year are things that my students can help me with. So as we talk about some of the examples of items from this checklist, keep in mind your students can help. Give them jobs to complete. I used to create like a list of things that my students could do at the end of the year and I would project it on my board and I would have students like claim like, oh, Mrs. Frey, I want to do that one. And I'd like write their name next to it. Or you can just assign them. Like you can, I'm sure, come up with as many to-do list items as there are students in your class and you can just assign an item to that student and have them help. So again, it's not so daunting. 
Yeah. So a really good example of this is that I have a group of girls who are, I think that they could be great librarians when they get older. (laughs) They know every single book in my library. And so I would tell them, hey, you know what? Why don't you organize my classroom library for me? Because this is a huge task for teachers to try to get done. And let's just be real, guys. We don't want to do this at the beginning of the school year. So what they essentially will do, they will just organize the mess. They will will go through and make sure that they find any damaged books. You could even have a place for them to repair those books. So like a little doctor book repair station. Um, They are looking for books that are not uh, labeled or that need to go in the correct spot. So getting kids involved um, like this is really helpful for you so that you're not having to tackle so many to-dos. Another item on the before students leave portion of the end of the year checklist is to clean and sanitize desks and tables and chairs. This is one of those items where we have categorized it under before students leave. That way you can utilize students to help you. But in reality, if you didn't get it done before students leave, it's not the end of the world. One of my favorite things to do, though, with my students at the end of the year is the shaving cream. Y'all better know what I'm talking about or (laughs) I'm going to be very sad. Essentially, you squirt some shaving cream on each student's desk and they can spread it all out over their desk and you can just let them go to town. I know my students would always love like signing their name or drawing things. You also could even use it to like practice spelling and practice like a bunch of different things. So you could tie it to your curriculum if needed. I just use it as a fun end of the year activity. It does get a little bit messy, but the great thing is it actually helps to like clean off the desk. And then what I will do is give each student first some paper towels so they can like wipe off all the shaving cream. But then I will also give them a baby wipe to clean it down so it's not like sticky afterward. We are not allowed to give students disinfectant wipes. So like Clorox wipes, Lysol wipes, we're not allowed, but we are allowed to give them baby wipes. So I have a big stock of baby wipes in my classroom. I will give them one of those. They will wipe it all off. And then literally we will start stacking the desks in the corner of the room. So they are done out of the way. And then typically the very last day of school, I have my students bring in a towel and we make it like a beach day. But really, it's because I don't want them sitting at their desk. I want them sitting on the floor. So, you know, make it work. (laughs) Yeah, I think that is like every teacher's like ideal end of the year right there. Now, within this category, there are some things that students cannot help you with. For example, writing thank you notes for the end of the year gifts. They can't do that for you. But you want to consider how can I make this easier. So you can keep a basket of thank you notes nearby. I have this all year round because I get all sorts of little drawings or little gifts from kids and I really like to write thank you cards to them so I can do it like super quick. And then keep a list of what students give you. Cross it out as you write the thank you notes and then don't wait. Go ahead, give it to them before they leave or make sure that you put it in the mail if you want to add that little extra special, you know, hey, you're going to get something in the mail for me after the last day of school thing. Um, So it takes little time, but it's going to make it so much easier if you do have that plan. Yeah. And do not wait and do them all at once. Your hand will fall off or at least it will feel like it's going to fall off. Yes. Do them like a little bit at a time. I always love to do it as I would receive gifts. And I loved when parents would kind of space it out. So if our last day of school was on a Friday, there were some parents who would bring in like an end of the year gift for me on Monday. And I was like, thank you so much for not waiting until Friday. So then I have to write all the thank you notes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, this past week I had kids um, doing a writing assessment for the district. And you know, 
how you see them. They're sitting there writing with their pencils, which they don't do very often anymore. And right. they're like, oh, my hand's hurting. My hand's hurting. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like next year when hopefully more things return to normal, students are going to have to like rebuild their hand muscles yeah. because they've been using it to type. But that's not as strenuous as them like actually writing. Yeah, that's no, such a I good agree. point. All right, next category for our end of the year checklist. Y'all, don't shoot the messenger here. It's paperwork, okay? Going back to that TSH, these are those administrative tasks that you have to complete. It isn't fun, but it is necessary. So our first tip, and this goes for all of those administrative tasks, all of the paperwork, is just think about how you can make it more enjoyable. Personally, I love to either blast music or a podcast or even put on like Netflix or YouTube videos while I would work. I would like project them on my board and sometimes I would even sit at like a student desk so I could be facing my board while I watch like Netflix or YouTube videos and I would wear my slippers. If you all do not have a school pair of slippers, you are really missing out. One of the best things I did when I got myself a new pair of slippers a few years ago for home is I ordered a second pair to keep at school. So when I would get to school, typically not early in the morning because I'm not that person, but when I would stay late at night, I would put on my slippers and, you know, if I had to go make copies, I'd have them on my feet. Or if my students were in their cultural arts or their specials, I would put on my slippers And there's just something about wearing slippers that makes everything better. It is the little things in life, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Although to me, that's a big thing, but okay. (laughs) Um, So really think about the things in this category. And for me, and I know Michelle and I have things just a little bit differently, but we have, I really try to consider my due dates, right? So my administration will try to spread things out and they'll say, hey, report cards are due on this date. Assessments are due on this date. This is due on this date. So the key here is to consider your dates and when they're due. You will want to stretch out the work so that you're not trying to do all of this at once or waiting until the very last minute to get it done. And going back, I mentioned that I get a packet at the end of the year. Unlike Bridget, where she has these kind of spaced out due dates, ours is like, yep, have it done by the last day of school. So I personally need to space it out myself. For example, I know that I'm usually not giving graded assignments the last like two weeks of school. So when I'm two weeks out from the last day, I will go ahead and finish up my final grades, get their comments done so that report cards are done and off my plate. Because I know when it comes to paperwork, that's always a big task at the end of the year. They're really trying to test those time those time management skills for you, oh, aren't yeah. they? That's probably like one of the things on your evaluations. Yep, check time time management's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna pretend that that's what that's you know there for. Yeah, totally. So now because my school will give me that those due dates at the beginning of May, this really helps me to be able to prioritize which tasks I need to have done and develop a game plan for when and how long, that's important guys, really determine how long you will be working on those end of the year tasks. So if I know that my report cards are gonna be be due the week before the last week of school, that means that that week of it, I'm probably just gonna spend just doing report cards. That's the only thing that I'm gonna focus on. But then that also means that I'm probably gonna have my assessments due the week before that. So I need to administer my assessments like one week, the first week or second week of May to make sure that it's getting done. So like I sit down once I get all these dates, it's like madness. I sit down with like my calendar. I sit down with those dates and then I start kind of mapping everything 
everything out. I'll put do and then I will put begin this here on this date so that I know when I'm supposed to be starting something and when I need to have it finished. And keep in mind, some of these items will need to be done with other teachers. So as you're kind of setting your dates, think about which items you can do completely independently and which items will need to be done with other teachers. A good example of this from our checklist is completing placement cards. Now, personally, we get a set of cards for each student in our class, and these follow the students throughout elementary school. So we are responsible for adding in like their grades and chain, putting like assessment scores and things like that on the cards. But then we actually call the process articulation. So we fill out the cards on our own, but then as a group of teachers, we will sit down and we will start to group these into classes for next year. And we have to look at a lot of different elements when we do that. For example, the reading levels. We have to make sure there's not more than three bands of reading levels in each class. So schedule time in advance when you're going to complete this. So everyone's on the same page. Obviously, you need to talk to your team teachers, but I'm going to tell you if you take the lead to schedule the time and you're the one that texts your team teachers and says, hey, can we meet on this date? You're going to get to pick the day and the time that works best for you. I know personally, the last two days of school are usually half days. And I like to get my articulation and like the placement cards done the first half day so that the second half day I can just kind of be by myself and do those other little tasks that I need to do. So I typically try to take charge and be like, hey, team, can we meet at, you know, this time on this date? That way I'm kind of getting what I want. Hopefully that doesn't sound as bad as it felt as I was saying it. (laughs) Yeah, no. Listen, you guys cannot see me right now. But while she was explaining that, I felt like I was a bobblehead that hit a speed bump, like in a car. Like I was nodding so hard saying, yep, that is so true. Yeah, your nodding was on point. I appreciate the the validation. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Okay, moving on to the next category, uh, which is to clean, organize and purge. Guys, this is probably my favorite category for the end of the year. So consider which areas in your room that you really would like to clean, organize, or purge. So create a plan to do this over the course of a month or month and a half, however it is long that you have for your end of the year versus trying to do all of this like at the end of the year, because I'm just going to warn you, your room is going to be a hot mess if you wait to do it all at once. So let's not try to create chaos. And instead, let's think about maybe I'll clean out this drawer today and then maybe I'll clean out this closet over the next two days. Don't start something new until you finished the previous thing. Now, I'm about two months out at the time we're recording this because, again, Bridget and I batch our episodes. So we're recording this like mid-April and we do not end school until mid-June. So I'm about two months out from the end of the year. And I will say I've already started this uh, last week. I went through and my desk drawers, I cleaned those out and I started getting rid of stuff. So definitely spacing it out will make a huge difference. And keep in mind, this is another area of the checklist that students can help with if you plan ahead. If you wait until your students are gone, they're not going to be able to help you. But if you plan ahead and you start doing a little bit at a time, you can recruit your students and they can do like little tasks For example, throwing away like used or old supplies. One of my favorite things to have my students do is to test my markers and throw away the ones that are dried out. I give them a piece of paper and I have them like take marker my mark, 
whole wow words are hard marker by marker and they will just draw a little line to see if it's dried out if it is they throw it away if not they put it back in the bin and then when i go to open up my marker container next year it's already ready to go i know that all the markers work and if i need to replenish it with more markers i can purchase those over the summer when things go on sale yeah and i know for me right now this year is just super different. So it's like, okay, I can't really have that many kids move around. But y'all, I can give a kid a bucket and a piece of paper and say, You clean can it. bring it to them. <laughs> I will bring I will bring the stuff for you to clean <laughs> to you so that you can do it for me. And then I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So be creative during these times. Um, but this checklist, I think, works for every single year. Okay. So the other thing that you need to consider is organizing and purging your digital files. Ooh, we said it. <laughs> um, we have an episode that's coming up, so stay tuned. It's going to be really, really exciting. <laughs> and you could take a few minutes during a meeting or when students are working independently to start purging through some of those documents that you have just all a hot mess within your Google Drive or your computer. You know what I just thought of? What? You know, the office episode, I think it's launch party when Michael is like, it's about to get all stupid up in here. Yeah. I thought about that, but like, it's about to get all organized up in here. <laughs> all right. I'm going to move on. I'm sorry. This is how my brain works. Yeah. So next category is inventory, which now I'm thinking about the office episode when he goes away on vacation yeah. to try to get out of doing inventory. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this is the not so fun job of counting and storing all of your materials. But again, if you plan ahead, there's a reoccurring theme. You can have students help with this. Okay. Personally, we have to count and actually move all of our textbooks into a closet. So I will have my students help by collecting the textbooks from inside their desk because they each have one or two textbooks in there. And then I will have a student count them and leave a sticky note on top of the pile with that number. Sometimes I will even have them help me move it. The closet where I have to put them is like down the hall. And so what I'll do sometimes is put the books like in a box on a wheelie chair and they'll just like wheel it down to me, which is always really fun. So again, get creative, but definitely have students help with this as much as possible. They love to count stuff. And honestly, they keep track of it a lot better than I do. I feel like I lose count every so often and they're like, oh no, you were at 57. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, they take this job really serious. It's so cute. I really like it. <laughs> now, every year for me, we get an allotment of money. Okay, now I know every school is a little bit different. So we get this allotment for money for supplies, books, teaching materials, whatever it is that we might need. And so we can order from Office Depot. This was very similar to what I actually did in Alabama. Um, it was a little bit different when we came here and then they moved to, uh, to Office Depot, which was really exciting. So I use this time every year to have students help me inventory what we have for supplies, like markers, pencils, folders, all of the things that I know for a fact that I'm going to be using next year. And if I have money left, which I always have money left because I'm so bad about buying like during the year, 
um, then I will just make an end of the year purchase so that I'm not waiting until the beginning of the year to order everything. Now, we do not get an allotment of money, so no end of the year shopping spree for me. However, we are able as a team to submit an order of supplies, but it's always like just guessing, is it going to get approved or is it going to get denied? Like we have no idea. So sometimes we do get to order stuff, but not always. However, I personally like to take advantage of all of the back to school sales, but I like to do it strategically. I know myself and if I walk into Target and I walk back to that little pencil section, you know, they always have the pencil sign that says back to school shopping. I will just go crazy. Okay. So what I have to do is keep a list of supplies that I am low on, for example, glue sticks. And I will do this in the notes app on my phone. So I always have access to it. And then that way I know what to buy when I see it on sale and I don't go crazy and buy a bunch of stuff that I don't need. A couple of years ago, toward the beginning of my teaching career, I bought a ton of folders and notebooks because they were really cheap, and I'm still trying to use them up because I really didn't need them at the time. So I recommend only buying the things that you truly need. Keep a note in your phone with the list. That way you don't go crazy like me and have folders upon folders upon folders in the trunk of your car for like five years. Yeah, don't don't do that at all. I, I'm <laughs> zero going out of ten. To, do not recommend. No, I'm going. I'm going back to when Michelle was trying to use up all these face masks that she had inside of her. <laughs> she almost spit out her coffee. <laughs> Just to clarify, face masks, as in like like spa day, like, you know, the, the yeah. face mask you put on, not like a face mask you wear out to the store. I was not just walking around <laughs> in face masks inside of my house. I am not that person. <laughs> I think I'm waking up now. All right. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) The next category are going to be the electronics in your room. So organizing your electronics at the end of the year can really save you for next year if you do it correctly. And I recommend, I think we recommend actually, labeling all of the cords and placing them in a container that you can easily access for next year. That's probably one of the first things that I put up at the beginning of a school year is I set up my tables and I put up my electronics before I do anything else. I don't know why. I think those two things just make me feel like, yeah, my, I'm, I'm getting ready. Like I've got it all together. <laughs> so you can even use an air compressor or like, I guess it's like the cans of air. I guess that's what they're called. Air we compressor. tried to figure out what these are I, called I, I, and mm. we could, the best we could come up with was can of air. So can of air. Yeah. <laughs> and, and basically you use it just to clean out all of the dust, which it gets really dusty in my classroom. It's really gross. Um, and then make sure all of your cords are sorted and unplugged from the wall. Guys, my favorite thing Michelle, I know you have this because you are like organized, like awesomeness. So it's those little Velcro things, the ones that have the slits and they all come Uh in like different colors or you can buy them in all black, which you probably did. But like you can put your cord through it and then you can like wrap them and then it's Uh like all nicely Velcroed together. Oh, those things make me so happy. So I'm pulling up right now (laughs) on my microphone cord. I have one. And yes, it is black. (laughs) I have one too. Mine's mine's yellow. So (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to yuck your yum there. Um, It just was my natural reaction. (laughs) I'm really sorry. Okay. I'm going to move on while Bridget tries to breathe over there. She's laughing really hard. Okay. 
So you also don't want to forget to remove batteries from your devices because you do not want those batteries to explode inside of your devices, especially when it's summertime, it's hot, they don't have the air conditioning on. So personally, I keep all of my batteries in a plastic baggie and then all of my small devices like my microphone and some of my remotes and things in a separate plastic baggie. And then I put them inside of my desk drawer. So Bridget mentioned like, oh, one of the first things I do is set up my electronics. I'm the same way. I keep them inside of a desk drawer. So one of the first things when I do when I go in the room is I open up that drawer and I put the batteries back in and I put the devices out where they need to go. I always love, we have these like microphone, we're not microphones, but cords that will connect to our phones to play our phones through the speakers of our classroom, which I just love. I remember when I came to this school and one of my team teachers showed me that I was like, get out of here. It's just such a cool feature. So I love to blast music while I'm like unpacking my room. So one of the first things I do is get that cord, plug it in so that I can start listening to music. Oh, that is a really nice feature. Any additional technology materials, microphones? Um, I know I have like a little wireless microphone that I wear and I have to set up the speaker, document cameras, projectors, remotes, any of that need to be placed somewhere safe um, or returned to your tech department. Kind of depends on what how your school really works. But be sure to keep a vlog of where what items you have returned because you just want to make sure you cover your hiney. Um, I am always terrified of just handing things to people without saying, can you just check my name off that you, can you just sign it and just say, yep, I got it because I don't know, tech that's that expensive. It just makes me nervous. And I'm just like, I want to make sure that you know that I turned this in. <laughs> Bridget's so, trust issues are coming out. I, yeah, yeah. What like tech, I think it's just because I love technology. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, but keep it in a safe place. I have I have all these cabinets in my room, which I actually really don't like having all these cabinets in my room. I just don't. Like I liked having a blank space where I can create my organizational system. Anyways, that's a topic for another day. But I have like these little cabinets and I will just stick all of my tech inside of those cabinets. And so I'll either put them in their boxes that they came in or I will just have them kind of nicely tucked away um, so that nobody is messing and touching and moving things. I don't... Mm. Do you know what we are told to do? Literally, it's like part of our checklist at the end of the year. Why? <laughs> and you're going to laugh. Gonna be- oh my gosh. No, no, no. So our document camera, we do not unplug it or anything. We leave it on our desktop and it's still plugged in. But what they want us to do is to take, we have this like, almost like one of those reusable shopping bags, but it's like smaller. It's kind of like a fabric material and it's, um, our document cameras are like the Aver brand yeah. and they literally want us just to take that bag and like put the slide the document camera still plugged in and everything inside that bag and leave it on our desktop so oh my gosh I would freak out so that's what we do (laughs) I can't handle that I have to have everything put away because what about when cleaning people are in there I think like moving they just, things in your classroom. Well, here's the thing. I know your desk doesn't move. But exactly. Still, Our like desk knock it. What if they knocked it? Well, like with it's their like elbow. A, okay, hold on. <laughs> hold the phone. <laughs> First of all, yes, our desks in our classrooms are not movable. Like they're built into the floor. So I think that's part of it. But our document cameras sit like right in the middle of the desktop where it's like the widest. So it's not really going to get knocked. I don't know if I could handle that. Like I would be stressed out about that document camera all summer long. Nope. Nope. Never had that worry. All right. Uh, 
We're on to the final category, which is before you leave. Whenever I see this category in my head, I'm just like, it's the final countdown. Yep. These are all those last minute things that you are typically doing as you're literally packing your bags, turning the lights off and leaving for the summer. But at the same time, these are those little things that you do not want to forget. For example, labeling any furniture or boxes that you may have packed up with your name and room number. I know personally, with the exception of our desks, because again, those are built in, Mm -hmm. other materials get removed from our rooms when they're like waxing the floors. And I'm always paranoid that they will not get returned to the right place. Now, an easy way to do this is actually to print a bunch of like half sheets of paper. So you can print two on one page and then just cut them in half. I love to do Astrobrite so they really like stick out and it will literally just have my name, my room number. And then all I have to do is tape them to the furniture item or the box. I love to use painter's tape. It's that blue tape because it doesn't leave the sticky residue on the items, even when it gets super hot in the summer. Do not, I repeat, do not use masking tape. When masking tape gets heated up, it leaves behind like a really gross, sticky residue and you will regret it. Use painter's tape. Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I am very like paranoid about things being moved because they shove everything. It's like they do a hallway and then they shove everything in the hallway and then they just put it back. Yes. And you know and what? I'm like, how do you not get all the things confused? Here's what I just remembered. Another little bonus tip to go along with this. So two years ago, I had to move classrooms. And so all my boxes had to get moved from one side of the school to the other. Do you know this. where I'm going with this? Okay. Yes. So what I did as I'm packing up tons and tons of boxes with all of my stuff, I numbered the boxes. So I had box one, box two, box three, and I think it went up to like 20 something. And I kept in my notes app on my phone, a list of the box number and what was inside, just like a general, you know, desk supplies or whatever. And then that way, when the boxes all got put in my new room, I went through and I'm like, all right, where's box one? Where's box two? Where's box three? That way I could make sure that every single thing was in my room. And if there wasn't one, I was like, oh, Box 14 is missing. That has all of my, you know, these materials. So number your boxes if you're moving classrooms. You'll thank me later. Our thought bubbles were not connecting. I didn't know where you were going. (laughs) Where did you think I was going? But here is where I was going to go with that. Is that when I was in kindergarten, I would have all of these buckets. And so I never really had lids for some of the buckets. They were like canvas buckets that just didn't have lids. But I didn't want to like move everything. It was just too time consuming. So I would go to like Lowe's or Home Depot and you would buy the really long um, like pack of, um, it's like the cling wrap. What is oh. that called? Cling wrap? <laughs> is it is it just cling wrap? I mean, I can't remember. I, cling I can't wrap think is of it what now. you put on like bowls that are of leftover food. I, I'm it, assuming it, it's it the looks same. like that. Okay. Yeah, it looks exactly like that. And so what I would do is I would use cling wrap to just wrap everything. It also keeps the dust out, which is fantastic. But then I would wrap the containers inside of my cubes so that the containers could not fall out of my cubes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that was super helpful. I've never done that, but I've seen teachers do that. Um, I would use just like butcher paper or like, you know, like bulletin board type of paper to cover up some of my... Mm -hmm. Um, drawer, not drawers, but like cubbies type things to yeah. keep the dust out. No, but yes, I've mean. seen teachers do the plastic wrap. Yeah, it's great. Plastic wrap. That's what it's called. <laughs> not clean wrap. I didn't know board. that's what All you right. were going for. 
Okay, so the other thing to consider is to make a map of where your furniture belongs in your room and post it outside of your door. Now, I have to do this. They say they uh, will have the cleaning crews come in and then they will place all of our furniture exactly where we want them. So create a map just by drawing it out. And I usually will put it at two places. I put it outside of my door and then I also will put a copy on my whiteboard, but then I will also keep a copy for myself. So it's really easy because I draw it out on my planner just on one of the blank sheets and then I can print that page using GoodNotes, which is fantastic. But Here's the thing. <laughs> I also recommend taking pictures of what your classroom looks like. So everything of where you have it set up. Now it's interesting this year because I have one setup like that's pre-COVID and then I have a setup that is COVID. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see which setup am I gonna get to use next year? The pre-COVID or the COVID? Stay so, tuned everyone. Stay tuned. <laughs> You'll find out closer to August. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's really helpful just to have the images and the drawings for, you know, the cleaning crew, but then also have that for your reference. So it's much easier to put things back where you have them. Because I don't know, I feel like my brain just wipes clean every summer. Yeah. It's like resets, reset. <laughs> and we are not required to leave a map of our furniture. However, from my past experience, I have found that if I did leave a map, my room would be like the first one that was put back together, which was always very, very nice. The yeah. final item is just not to forget to take home any summer materials that you may need, such as curriculum books. If you want to spend some of your summer, keyword there is want, you don't have to, but if you want to, nope. if you have those books with you at home, then you can sit down one of those days when you're kind of bored, you know, when like midsummer is hit, you can spend some time planning. Now, we do have an entire episode on this. It is episode 021, get a head start on the next school year using one simple trick. We talk more about how to take home some of these materials that you're going to need for the next school year. Now, this entire episode was just a little bitty small taste of our entire end of the year checklist that is included in our digital planner. The 2021-2022 school year planner is now available. Woo! Guys, <laughs> check the show notes. You can go and grab it right now. But we have a really nice detailed list for each of these big categories that I think will give you like a nice jump start to feeling as though you're going to get a good handle of the school year. When it comes to our digital planner, we have both Google Slides and tablet versions available. So you can choose the format that works best for you. You can purchase these on our website at www.teachingonthedouble.com slash store. Keep in mind the planner is on sale for the first two weeks of May. So don't delay. I'm a poet and didn't know it. I can make it rhyme anytime. Purchase your digital planner for the next school year today. Very nice. I loved that. <laughs> now, while you were over on our website, be sure to submit your TSH. We want to know what is your time sucking hurdle as we are getting ready to go into the summer or the end of the school year. Let us know what's happening for you. Um, also subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified whenever we drop a new episode, which is every Thursday morning. And make sure to leave a review over on iTunes. We really do uh, enjoy hearing your feedback. Uh, and we read those and it just makes our day so much better. Like I get little like flutters, like, oh, like a little flutter. Um, okay, so until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.